Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Well, I hope you came today ready and expecting of what God wants to speak and share into your spirit. I know that God's message today is one that is a redefinition of church. We've been in this series, Home Church. We've been looking at what, where the church started, what God's intention was for it. And we've really been defining it for us as change, as watch parties right now, we're meeting in homes, we're meeting in locations that are not the norm for what we're used to, the nostalgic church. And so we're looking at what does it look like right now, right here? And more importantly, what does God wanna do in the midst? What does God wanna do in the midst of your life? So I hope you came ready, man, grab your journal, grab something to write on because these words of God as he speaks, and this is what I love about God, is this message will speak thousands of different things to thousands of different people. You will get an individual message because God is the God of the individual. He knows where you've been. He knows where you are presently and he knows where he wants to take you. And so lean in right now. Let's go after his presence. I just want to pray over this message that, that God would speak to your heart the same way that he spoke to me. I'm praying that God just delivers it in a way that sets in your spirit, that it becomes firm and alive and active in you. So let's pray. Would you just open your heart and surrender to what the spirit wants to do in your life right now? God, we just come before you so humble and so ready and expectant of your word. We thank you, God, for this word that sustains us. We thank you that you are our refuge. As we read in Psalms, God, you are the great refuge that we find safety, we find peace in. And God, no matter what happens on the outside in our world and culture, we live by the kingdom culture. We live by a new set of standards. So we thank you so much for what you are doing in the midst of this season. We just pray as we lean in, speak to our hearts, speak to our spirits. We just totally surrender to you and make you Lord of this moment, Lord of this word. So change us so we can be the change in our world. We love you, God, and we trust you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been in this series, Home Church. We've been defining what does it look like to be the church right now. We've been looking at Acts chapter 2. This is a great setting of where the church started. So when Jesus left his disciples, he said, hey, don't leave Jerusalem until you've received the power. And then the Holy Spirit came down. Here we find all of the 120 in this room waiting, waiting on something they had never yet experienced. Wow, what a moment that must have been as they're praying and seeking, knowing the word that was spoken over the season, but not yet experiencing that word in its completion. This is where we kind of find ourselves right now. This year has been a wild ride to say the least. It was one that started out and we were like, unveiled wonder. Do you remember that? God spoke an amazing word over this year that we've been leaning into and seeing his just unveiling of his glory. And we've been in wonder on that of saying, wow, God, look at what you are up to. And then everything with COVID broke out in March and we've been in this pandemic 
where we've been focused on, God, what are you speaking to us? Where do you want us to go? And, and we really feel drawn to this space of home church and really to go deep into his presence. And so this message today is one that God has just been working on my heart and really been uh, defining it for me as I've been studying, as I've been going after his presence. Um, can I tell you, I am so caught up in Jesus, I'm so caught up in his word right now over his church, over us, over you and your family, over my kids, over my wife. I'm so caught up in what he's speaking right now because God is doing something in this season. So today we've been looking at a couple things. We're looking at community and that covenant relationship that we have with one another. We looked at prayer, the secret sauce of what we do and how to approach the Father and set him as the authority when we pray. There's so much power in that prayer. Last week we had a beautiful time of communion and we were challenged to take on communion more often. It's a regular pause in our time to say, we remember what Jesus did for us and it draws us to what's to come. It, it, we use that moment, that solemn, sacred moment of communion to use the power of the blood of Jesus and by the stripes that his body was broken to heal and bring salvation to our land. What a powerful word. And now we're moving into this week. I wanna talk about the weight of God's glory. So you can just put in the comments, help me out, say, the weight of his glory, the weight of his glory. I wanna talk about God's glory. This is something that we find in the early church uh, when they were meeting together and the Holy Spirit came in and rested on them as tongues of fire. The presence of God is an incredible force. It's an incredible power. And, and one thing that sets us apart. If you wanna know what sets the church apart, what sets Christianity apart? Uh, maybe you're new to the Christian walk and maybe you're new to church in general and you, you kind of got on this stream, someone invited you. Hey, let me just break it down. Basically, we are in love with Jesus. He is our sole savior. He is our Lord and King. He died on the cross so that we could be saved. Uh, we were caught in the law of sin because of what he did on the cross. He broke all the boundaries and chains that held us back from having oneness with God. What Jesus did is he broke the veil so that we could enter into the throne room of God. In that throne room is the presence, is the glory. And I wanna talk about that glory today. I wanna talk about what it is. You know, we talk about that in church, glory the glory of God. We're after the glory. We want the glory to rest in our space. We always talk about that. It's not about the gathering. It's not about where we gather. It's about what happens in that space, about the glory that's revealed. So let's talk about glory. We find it in Isaiah chapter six, verse one. And would you turn with your Bibles, turn there in your Bibles with me. Isaiah chapters six verse one, Isaiah is one of the prophets and he was speaking about um, something that God was showing him. It says in the year uh, that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two wings, they covered their feet. And with two wings, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
What an incredible moment that Isaiah is witnessing as he's seeing God in his majestic purity and his holiness. And the thing that really encapsulated me with this scripture as I was reading it is that this was a very sinful time in the world. And Isaiah was living in a time where people were turning from God. There was a darkness that had set in the land. And here in this moment, Isaiah is able to see God in all of his splendor with his robe filling the temple, the holiness and the seraphs. And now it talks about this, these angels, the seraphs, and this word literally means to burn. Uh, they're actually called the burning ones, set on fire, uh, meaning they're place of guarding the presence of God. In fact, there's a a portion of the scripture that says Isaiah wanted to, uh, he was afraid because of what was happening, what he was seeing. He was seeing the glory of God and and, uh, the seraphs rushed to get the coals off the fire of God and put them on his tongue so he would be pure. He said, I have unclean lips and the, the fire. So they were guarding the presence of God. They're guarding the splendor and the glory and the place of God. And, and this really is a, an amazing picture because they're calling holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And then look what happens. He says, and the whole earth, when it becomes public, when the holy and splendor of what's happening in the great heavens now comes to earth, he says, the earth is full of his glory. The radiance of who he is, the radiance of his holiness is manifested on earth through his glory. And the seraphs are are crying out holy. They could see the pure and amazing father. Out of that worship came this fullness that was coming and filling the earth. This is what it's all about. This is why we gather on the weekends. This is why we come together as a church is to go after his glory. There's a word, uh, kavad, for glory. And it's the weight of his glory. It's the word they use that's the kavad, the weight the, the, the sustenance. God's glory, God's presence is of substance. It's not something that we just think about or something that's far off. When God comes in the midst of us, it's something that is actually something we can grasp. It's something we can feel, something that ignites our spirit. And the early church, they would experience this time when God would come in the midst of them. The glory would fall. Uh, we'd see this in Moses, when Moses would meet with God The Bible says that this glory cloud would come and envelop his tent. I read that and I'm like, God, I want that so bad. I want your glory to come and rest on me. I want your glory to fall in the place where I worship you, where I pray, where I talk to you. I want that presence. We see all throughout God's people, the set apart was the glory that rested on them. And so when Jesus died, he broke the veil that no longer did we have to go to a temple, no longer did we have to go to priests, no longer did we have to go through the chain of commands to get to that glory, but his glory was revealed to all mankind. And Isaiah was seeing this vision of the burning ones, the ones that were in purity. Fire is always represented with purity, refining. It's something that burns away things that separate us from being pure and holy. 
So these seraphs are the ones that guard the presence of God. And I think as a church and today, as you watch this, I think God is calling his church to be a church that is pure. A church that is set apart. A church that is seeking after his kingdom and his righteousness, to be right with God, to be in his rightness. We are called right now to be set apart as a church that is holy, a church that is desiring him, that wants his glory. Sometimes we do get caught up though in, in what the society has defined as church. And all along, we've, we've come to this place where, you know, church kind of revolves around a sermon or revolves around a set of worship. Can I tell you, it doesn't revolve around that stuff. It revolves around the glory of God. And we can't get it wrong. We can't get it wrong. As, as we define this, as we look and see what God calls home church, as God calls this season, it's all about his glory. It's all about him being with us, him invading earth, coming and being in the midst of us. And when we gather, it's all about celebrating his presence, bringing him in. See the seraphs, they would cry, holy, holy, holy. And out of that praise came the glory. You know, God is drawn to our praise. The Bible says that he inhabits the praise of his people. There's a magnetizing of him to praise. And when we worship him in spirit and truth, we feed the Father. We, we give him glory. We give him adoration. We actually pour praises on him. And in that, God fills the earth with his glory. Man, I just feel like God right now wants to fill your space with his glory. He wants to fill you with so much more than what you've experienced in the past. And maybe some of you, you're watching this and, and you've you know, been hurt by the experience of church and, or you've seen you know, too much and you've seen the human side of church. Can I tell you that there's a God that is holy, holy, holy. And he loves you and he's perfect in all of his ways. And he wants to bring his glory into your life. And uh, so I wanna do an illustration today. Uh, to show that. And I need my son, Zion. So Zion, danger, Hollis, come on up, brother. How are you doing? Good. How are you feeling today? Good. And I see you got my memo about wearing black. Yes. Very good. Very good. Because that's, what, what is our saying in the Hollis home? Um, don't tell me I noticed. When in doubt? When in doubt. When in doubt, black it out. Black it out. That's right. When in doubt, black it out. All right. So we got an illustration here, Zion. What I want to do is I want to show church. So Zion today represents us. All right. What a beautiful picture of us. Aren't you so lucky today? Look at that. It's gorgeous. And so this is us and we approach God, right? We approach God and, and sometimes we have this covering of church, right? So we've experienced church and I have your Spider-Man blanket, dude, because I think it's pretty cool. And your mum's made it, right? All the way from Kansas City. Uh, they're actually probably watching. You can say, hey, what's up, mama? Hey. Uh, so she made you this blanket. It's beautiful. And this is sometimes how we come and we see church, right? It's, it's, what, it's what we make it. We like it. It has all of the functions that we need, all the stitching and all the things that make us feel good, right? And so we cover ourselves in that. I think this is our, this is our gathering. This is our church. This is what feels good. But the problem with this type of church is that whenever storms come through, this isn't going to do much for us, right? 
it's not going to do much. It's going to fly off. You're going to feel uh, unprotected. As soon as the gathering, as soon as the what we see as church goes away, now all of a sudden, you're exposed. Now all of a sudden, life hits hard and you have nothing to hold on to. See, now I want to show you this weighted blanket that we have. Now this thing weighs a whopping 20 pounds, okay? Now this, is, this represents God's glory because this is the authentic, okay? This represents everything that he wants to manifest in the midst of our gathering. So we've settled, sometimes we do, we settle for an experience to feel good and the sermon made us feel a certain way or the worship was really good and that song just made us feel awesome, but it's not the weight of its glory. But this, check this out, dude, you gotta feel this thing. This, whoa, (laughs) isn't that heavy? Come on, see this represents security This represents the weight of his glory. This represents his strength, who he is, the peace of God, that no matter what comes at us, we have that sustaining power in God. Look at that, man. So we, we, but but sometimes we, we do, we trade it for what feels good the nostalgic church, right? This is the experience we like. Look, it's Spider-Man. It's all the favorite colors and it feels good. It looks good for a certain time. But as soon as life actually becomes real, it's nothing for us. And what God designed for us was so much greater than what we've experienced. I believe this is a time where God is drawing us into the supernatural. He's drawing us into this new experience with him, this intimate relationship with him, where it's not about our experience in church. It's not about our relationship with him in church. It's about a personal connection with the Father, that when we do gather, that glory comes and resides and we start to, we start to understand We start to know what it feels like when his glory comes in the room. How's that feel? Heavy. Heavy. (laughs) Thanks, brother. All right, give it up for Zion. Thanks so much for helping me, man. Welcome. You're amazing. It's nice to have good kids, you know what I mean? And this is just to illustrate, because I think so many times, especially in this season, we feel the weight of the season because sometimes our foundation wasn't solidified in the real, authentic presence and glory of God. So this was our protection. And as soon as this is out the window, we're left naked and totally exposed. We're left in a vulnerable state where we don't know where to turn. I don't know if that's where you felt. When COVID first hit, we felt like our world was spiraling. I mean, it was out of control. Didn't know where to turn. And it was absolute chaos. And in this season, God is drawing us to a deeper revelation of who he is, a deeper understanding of his presence and character, a deeper understanding of his power, that when we think of church, when we define what is church, right now it's in home, it might feel a little different. You're gathered with a few people, which might not be the norm. Your norm might be in a big gathering, a congregation, a time where you have a kid's program and all this stuff. But today it looks different. But when we define church, we cannot define it as something that is made. It has to be something that is manifested. Come on, I'm gonna say that again, because it can't be something that we make. Because when we make it, it's very temporary. 
It's very temporary. It's not a foundation to set your life upon. But when we, set, when we go after what is manifested, it is the real presence and glory of God. It's the weight in the moment. If you've ever been in a, an experience or a gathering where God's glory comes into the midst, everybody will tell you the same thing. They feel a weight in the room. There's a substance that comes into the space because his presence is real. His presence is real. And there's an incredible thing that happens when that presence comes in, when that glory manifests itself in the midst of our gathering. And that's what we're after right now. We're after his glory. That in these watch parties, where, wherever you're watching from, in that space of those five to 10 people, we are looking and saying, all right, God, manifest your glory here. Show yourself awesome here. We want your spirit here because that is what it's all about. Uh, Leticia moved into our house during this season and she's from Brazil and she has brought all of her Brazilian ways and culture into our home. And we have just been having a blast getting to know what food she eats, her language, and the kids are incredible because they're coming now and Zion has really picked up on Portuguese. And so he'll say all these sayings. We're like, Zion, what? You are learning so much. And on Ney, she's the pickiest eater you've ever known. But now she loves Brazil food, as she says. She says, I love that Brazil food. I just want to eat Brazil food all the time. And it's funny because all of the attributes of Leticia, because they're with her and they're around her, now are becoming their attributes and things that they do. It's incredible. And what happens is when God manifests his presence and we are so caught up in his glory, we start to become like him. We start to talk like him. We start to love like him. We start to be the church and not just talk the church. We start to uh, be a part of something that is reality, something that is real. We start to bring the kingdom of God down. Isn't that what it's all about? Is for us to look like our father is for us to see the holy, holy, holy one and then let the earth be full of his glory. When I wanna look in 2 Corinthians chapter three, this is Paul talking. And Paul talks about this glory. Paul talks about the veil. And I wanna talk about this today because God's really been working on me to unveil our faces, unveil our hearts, unveil. And, and maybe you're watching today and you feel veiled. And let me just define that because maybe you're reading the word of God and you just don't feel like it's connecting. You're worshiping and man, this season just feels too weird. And so you're kind of put on pause. You feel like your walk with God, your growth in God, uh, the way that you're feeling his presence and experiencing encountering him is just on pause. You feel so veiled. And so Paul talks about this veil that, that is unveiled and the feel the presence of God. So if you're in there, I want to talk to that today because I believe that God wants to, in this season, not have you push pause and wait for something to come that might not ever come back again. But in this season, to draw near to him, to really see the experience encounter of you becoming one with the Father. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, Verse 13, it says, We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance 
was fading away. Now, just to give you a little background. So Moses, when he would go and meet with the father, uh, again, this picture of the glory cloud would come and he had this tent of meeting that he set up everywhere they went. So they went from camp to camp to camp to camp to camp. And he would always set up this tent of meeting. God would meet with him. The Bible says that when he would come out from the presence of God, the, the illumination of the glory of God was so radiant that people had to have him cover his face because it was so intense and so bright. So Moses would have to veil his face. So that's what it's talking about is that Moses, we are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. But their minds were made dull for this day. The same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. Verse 16, get this out. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, come on, come on, Sam, help me say it. Say, turn, turn. See, today, I don't know if you feel the veil, but today is a day where you can turn to the Lord. You can turn to the Lord. It says, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed. Woo! I love that word transformed because it means to mirror, to look like, to become exact. And so this is a representation of us praising God, us being unveiled in his wonder. So I don't know what your veil is today. Maybe your veil is disbelief. Maybe your veil is a past mindset that you grew up with. Maybe it's in your home and, you know, maybe your parents or, or those in your life talked about how God's not real or he only listens sometimes or he's not, you know, this manifest or glory and all that stuff. That's not real. Maybe you have mindsets like that where, where you come in to encounter God, but you have this veil of doubt or this veil of uh, uncertainty this veil of misidentity and who Christ is and who you are. And so we come to God with this veil, trying to read his word, trying to get into his presence, but we feel such a barrier. And what's beautiful is that God is such a trustworthy God that he allows us to turn to him, to unveil, to totally come surrendered, fully open with all of our scars, with all the past doubts and things that we come in with. And he allows us to be vulnerable in his presence. In that space, when we turn to him with unveiled faces, that is when the Lord is revealed. It says, now the Lord is a spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now I love this picture because it's the church becoming like God. And in that representation, his glory manifests in their lives. And then that spirit of God lives and reflects to the world. Home church. Man, when God pours out his spirit in our homes, when God pours out his presence in the midst of where we are, what we're doing, and we are transformed in that moment, not just to come together for a gathering, to hear a good word, to, to see something on a screen that hopefully inspires or encourages. It's so much deeper than that. So when the church was created, Jesus was creating something that would, would sustain through every season. It was something that would come in and rock the world and shake it 
See, this is the greatest time to be a Christian. This is the greatest time to follow God because he is alive and well. And the Bible says that when we are at our weakest, he is at his best. He is the strongest when we are at our worst. But it's a place of letting God's presence dwell, to leave the flesh behind and to receive him and who he is. One of the biggest things that God calls us to in this season is I feel like he's drawing us into abide in him. And that word abide simply means to become one. It becomes, it's a word that they used to show the vine and the branches. And the branches weren't like taped on to the vine. It wasn't like glued on, but the branches were actually connected to the vine, gaining life from it. And if you feel like the, the winds have been out of your sails and you feel like you, you've got the breath knocked out of you in this season, can I tell you, God wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants you to be connected to him to get that true life from the vine, to not just come to church, to not just gather for the sake of gathering or gather for the sake of religion, but to gather to become one as he is one with the Father. To say, Jesus, I want you to be the King and Lord of this moment. I wanna fall madly in love with you. And out of that praise, God manifests his glory. That we'd be carriers of his glory. But we have to change our mindset. I think that's the biggest thing that God's been speaking to me through this series is sometimes it's not about the method. It's not about the fact that we're now meeting in homes or now we're gonna meet online or now we're gonna meet and we're gonna gather back at Punchline. It's, it's not what it's about. It's our mindset of how we approach him. It's our mindset. Because I think we've taken on the mindset of the world, <laughs> mindset of America, where it's the pursuit of happiness. And so we come into the church with that thought. Does it make me feel a certain way? Does the song resonate? Does the message speak to me? Does the programs you know, meet my needs? And, and so we, we look through these filters where church is all about his glory, abiding in our presence. It's, it's about his presence in the space. It's about his spirit coming and developing in the midst of us worshiping him. It's about his people being totally surrendered in covenant relationship with one another and with him. And if this isn't right, if our relationship with him is not right, if your relationship with the father is, is, is wrong at, at all, if there's anything in the way of that relationship, then this walk with God is not gonna work. Your walk in this faith is not gonna work. The relationship with the father is so key but it's taken on the mindset instead of the pursuit of happiness this season, our church, our staff, our team, our, our volunteers, all those that call themselves change family, we have decided that this is a season where we're in pursuit of his glory. We're not in pursuit of happiness. We're not in pursuit of feeling good. We're in pursuit of his glory. We wanna know his agenda. We wanna know what is he doing? What is he up to? That's the questions we're asking in our prayer time. That's the times when we're getting before him. We're saying, God, we lay down our agenda. We lay down our strategy. Obviously, this world is nothing for us, so we're not taking on theirs. We want to hear from heaven. What are you doing? What are you up to? 
And when we do that, when we fully surrender, when we turn to the Lord, when we praise Him and we become the burning ones, that's my heart's cry for today that God would develop something in you that ignites you. They become like Sarah. They become the burning ones that are guarding his presence, the, the ones that are praising and singing, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. And in the midst of that praise, God develops. He comes in with his glory. He rests in the room. And out of that space, we feel a power of God surging not only in us, but through us. Can you imagine what would happen to our neighborhoods? Can you imagine what would happen to your workspace? What would happen to your family? How you would love your wife? How you love your kids? How you would treat your coworkers? How you treat your fellow students? Come on, God would absolutely develop something incredible through you. And I believe that he wants to do it today. So wherever you're watching from, I wanna take some time and really dive into what God is doing, what God is speaking. And I believe that out of this space of being transformed, that God is gonna transform your world. You know, this church is called Change. It's for a reason, because Jesus is the change and he creates change inside of us that we become alive to the purpose of God in our life, which is to bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth everywhere we go, that we let our praises bring his presence into the midst and we become aware that he is here. And so today I wanna to pray that, that God would ignite you. But if you're watching and you have not yet said yes to Jesus being Lord of your life, I wanna give you that opportunity today. That wherever you're watching from, whatever you've been doing with your life up until this point, if you feel like, hey, you feel Jesus drawing you in, it's an amazing feeling. And the Father is after you today. There's no coincidence that you're here. There's no coincidence that you're watching this. And we are praying and believing with you that this season is gonna be a season where you know the Father, that you know him well, and that he develops you in his love that he develops you in his peace, that he develops you in his strength, that in your weakness right now, you might feel really weak, but God is the great God. So if you wanna make that decision today, I would love to pray with you right here, right now, to say yes to Jesus. And I'd love you to do something else. Right after we pray, love for you to click the button and talk with somebody, pray with someone, you need to feel that love of the Savior and find a family to get involved with because we believe in doing life together. It's the only way that Christianity works, I promise you. It's not meant to do alone. Jesus didn't do it alone and we shouldn't either. He brought people into this covenant family where we do life together. So if you wanna say yes to Jesus, would you just bow your heart with me and your head with me? Let's pray this prayer together just to invite Jesus into your life. Just say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life. And today I make a decision to follow you, to say no to me, to say no to my past and sin, to say no to what the world has to offer and to say yes to what you have in store for me. God, I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. And today I am made new. Come on, let that set in. Jesus is making you new in this moment. When you say yes to him, he forgives you of all your sin. And so today, God, we just say all together, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And I pray that you would help those that are making this decision today to follow you with all of their heart. 
We love you, Jesus, and we trust you. Amen. Amen. Woo! I'm so excited for all of you who made a decision to follow Christ. Again, reach out. Would you push that button? Push and comment. Let someone know so they can walk this journey with you. Jump into a family. Jump into a group th- during the week. Jump into some type of community that can pour into a life-giving community where it's all about growing to know Jesus deeper to have him be a part of our life. For those of you that are watching this today and you feel something in your spirit, you want to go deeper to the presence of God, I would love to release that over your life and just pray together that as we do this season, as we jump into this home church and really go after his presence and go after his glory, um, that God would ignite us, that God would ignite us to a new passion, a new hunger, a new desperation for him. So that's you. Would you pray with me today? I just want to release this over your life, but could you just raise your hands and, and just surrender to him right now in this moment and just pray with your own words. This is all about our dedication to God. It's not about me praying for you, but it's about your heart being aligned with his and saying, God, I want your fire in my life. I want your presence in my life. I want your peace. So let's pray this together. God, we love you so much. And we just thank you for this moment where we've had in your word. And we thank you for the ignition, the something that's burning inside of us. And I pray that it wouldn't just set at this gathering. That's not what this is for, God. That's not why we have church. It's just to make us feel good for a day. But God, it's to ignite something in us to become active throughout our week. So God, I pray for everybody on the stream. Pray for everybody watching this video. God, wherever they are right now, ignite them light them on fire god let them become the burning ones that are burning with love and passion for you god we cry holy 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 are you lord god almighty we join in with the angels and we shout praises to you and we pray that in these gatherings in these sacred places of meeting god that your glory would reside that as we abide in you, we become a part of the vine. We, we plug in. We, we say, we're not just wishy-washy. We're not in, then we're out. God, we are all in. Sacrifice fully for you, God. We want to be all in. We pray that in that space, you will come alive in our lives. You would make us alive in Christ. And I just pray that today would be a day that you would set your church on fire that we would be ignited for you, that this would be a season where we would learn and we would grow and we'd go so deep, God, that as in Jeremiah, you said we'd be planted in the streams of living water, that even when the heat comes, even when things happen all around us, we do not fear for our leaves are always green. And this is a season of bearing fruit. And I just release that over everybody watching. God, I pray that your glory would reside in their space. In your name we pray all of this. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.